the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. So I don't know if you saw what Bain Capital said. Bain and Company (coughs) released a report over the weekend called Labor 2030. Did you read this? I, I did. I read the story about it. Wow. I did not read the, the entire Bain Capital. It didn't have sounds? You could push a little Well, yeah, thing. that's the problem. All if right. They just had a little, like, a dollar sign button go ching every time you got to a number. Here, here's what it says. It's predicting now that 25% of American jobs will be permanently replaced by automation and artificial intelligence by 2030. Now, here's what this means. <laughs> we're, we're 12 years away from this. And that's just, you know, it's it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to start happening now. Lower a- uh, wage earners are going to be hit first, and they're going to be hit the hardest. And that's because things that used to take humans to do them, it, it no longer with AI and really sophisticated automation, it's no longer going to take a human to do that. For instance, the burger flipper. That's already out now. Have you gone into a McDonald's lately? I mean, you we can, had the touchscreen once here. Yeah. And you know what's great about the touchscreens at McDonald's is you can order things you'd be embarrassed to tell the person about. Now, like, like, let's say, for example, I was in a McDonald's with a touchscreen a week ago, and I cannot relate to that. You can't at all. You didn't put four slices of cheese on whatever you ordered because mm-hmm. I did. I uh, you can order an egg McMuffin. And you could just be extra cheese, extra cheese, extra cheese, extra cheese. And you don't have to say, I'd like four slices of cheese. Well, I'm getting old, and sometimes my hands shake, mm-hmm. and I don't like to correct it. <laughs> oh, no. So, so did you yeah. hit multiple? Well, uh, oh, no. yeah, I had multiple things. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, so You didn't mean that. to. I didn't mean to. You my just, hand your was, hands shaking. was shaking and just my kept bumping the button. Honey, I only wanted one. I only wanted, I only, I thought I ordered one, and it was a mix-up in the machine. I didn't catch it until i'd eaten it all on the way home (laughs) (laughs) it's weird how that happens yeah it's weird it's weird anyway uh so the lower wage earners are going to be hit first and the hardest this is another reason why you don't want 15 an hour 15 hour 15 dollars an hour uh, minimum wage because the more pressure point that the business feels the more likely they are to replace you with a robot Uh, Technology is getting better and cheaper, and machines are soon going to be able to do more cognitive-type jobs that used to require humans. This according to Bain Capital. So now, 25% in additional unemployment. 25% of America's jobs are going away permanently by 2030. So what does that mean? We have an unemployment rate of, what, 5% now, 4%? How does the nation cope with a unemployment rate of 29%? That's the Great Depression. How do you do it? What do we do? These are the kinds of conversations that we should be having over the Stormy Daniels thing. Stormy Daniels is such a distraction. Is it really going to change anything? I talked to somebody on the on the left who was just as upset about this as I was yesterday. And he was saying, you know, this is just this is this news cycle is ridiculous. It's a clown show on both sides. It's a clown show. We're not talking about what's really going on, the dangers that we're actually facing. I agree. This is one of them. How does a country or a world 
hold itself together with 29% unemployment because that is something we're going to have to figure out. Now, what they're talking about is a basic minimum wage, which I'm against constitutionally. I'm against in all principle. I'm against that. But what else is there? How else can we do this? Because the people who are making the robotics and the AI are going to become extraordinarily wealthy and they are going to be the ones that hold all of the power and we're all going to be going to them. Now, the the argument is that once you take humans out of the line, for instance, once you say, well, I don't have to have a human ride a tractor, they don't have to they don't have to cut the alfalfa, they don't have to stack it, they don't have to take care of the cows They don't have to feed the cows. They don't have to slaughter the cows. Those are all done by machine. They don't have to package it. They don't have to drive it because we don't have any drivers anymore because it's automated. They can take it right to McDonald's. It's already made into a patty by automation. The patty machine takes it and puts it out on the grill. You are just touchscreen ordering it, and it comes right to you. There's not a human involved. Maybe 20 in that entire line. And so the the thinking is, is that if we have a unemployment rate, we should start thinking about having an unemployment rate and and be pushing for one closest to 100 than zero. And that's a weird way. It's a weird thing to say. But wouldn't that be great? I mean, would it? I think it would. Um, At least it's something that we should morally want. I love the idea that you would not have to work and you would be able to choose to do the things that you believe are most helpful to others, uh, to whatever you would want to do. Uh, You know, we all want more vacation, right? We all Mm -hmm. want more time off. Mm -hmm. You know, we've gone through a period in which... (laughs) What do we do, Stu, with that time off? Most of us. And usually not nothing incredibly productive, I grant you, but still, that, that, that is on us, right? Like, if we... We can, I, I've heard this argument before, and, and a lot of people make it, and I think it's a really interesting one, which is, hey, if we have no jobs, how do we find meaning in our lives? What a sad argument that is. It's very sad. Is that sad. where you're pulling your meaning from your life? I got a news Most here coming in here do. talking to you every day. Blah, blah, blah. Is that where I get mine? <laughs> but it certainly shouldn't be where I get mine, right? I mean, right. it is a really important thing But it thing is. Me, but. Everybody I know, especially now, they're all starting to say, I just want to, I want to do something that has meaning. Right. But if you if you didn't have to, a lot of people are forced to do or wind up in situations where they do jobs that don't have meaning, jobs they don't want to do and they dream about doing something else. In this scenario, you do it. You wouldn't have to be locked up at 40 hours a week doing something you didn't want to do. So the question is, does man have the self-control to be self-ruled? in control of all of his appetites and not having to work we're talking now about uh, bain and company bain capital a report that they just came out with and analysis of 2030 and where america will be in uh, 11 or 12 years and they say we will be at uh, an unemployment rate if you include today's unemployment rate of about 29 percent they said unemployment will run about 25% more or higher than it is today because 25% of all jobs are going to be lost and never coming back. So the question is, how does one live? Mike in Florida, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Hey, Glenn. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I was 
actually on my way to work mm. <laughs> and uh, listening to your program. And uh, I find it somewhat fascinating. Uh, Stu talked about uh, uh, how wonderful it would be to not be employed, uh, you know, to sit home on your butt and do nothing and mm-hmm. maybe go <laughs> brain dead. Uh, kind of sounds great. I'm 75 years old, and I had a, I had a tough run in the stock market, uh, and I'm back to work part-time. And I do enjoy it. I think it keeps me young. I'm 75, and everyone yep. thinks I'm 55. So, but my point that's weird because I'm 53, uh, and everybody thinks I'm 90. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you got to live right. <laughs> I know. I know. Pipe down, Mike. You got to. You got to quit uh, pushing that button for putting uh, 10 pieces of cheese on your breakfast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Those were shakes from my hand. But go ahead. <laughs> See, I was listening to your program. <laughs> However, um, you know, my question is, as, as the unemployment rate rises uh, due to automation, uh, how are people going to survive? I mean, they have to ha- have to have an income, and the only thing that I could see is unemployment benefits from our government, uh, mm-hmm. which... You know, uh, I, I guess that's the only answer. Or seek another field, uh, perhaps out of the uh, uh, robotic generation. But there, I don't. I don't. Well, Mike, the problem is, is that they're saying now that everything, even creative uh, writing and uh, and artwork and filmmaking, everything uh, that can be done. Can, will be done better by robotics and, and AI. So there is no safe zone. There are those things that will come later and later and later. Um, and the first thing that go are the, the menial tasks, the the average working Joe kind of task. Those are the ones that are going to go first. And and that's why we're bringing this up now, because we have to start thinking differently. Um, you know, the the answers are twofold so far. And that is basic minimum income, which I'm not a supporter of. But what else is there? The other is a wealth tax, which I love this. The wealth tax is, they say it'll be one or two percent. Stu, isn't that what they said in 1913 about the income tax? <laughs> you know, shockingly, yes, you're right. Yes, you remember it, that correctly. And it will never go higher than seven. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a little higher than 7%. Is it? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. So they're saying the wealth tax will not be more than one or 2%. And what that is, is like property tax, except it's for everything in your life. How much is your car worth? How much is your house worth? How much is all the crap in your house worth? And then you have to pay 1% every year in tax. So I don't know how that works because that would stop you from consuming durable goods, things that last. You wouldn't, right. you wouldn't want to buy those things. But that tax then would be um, given to those who don't have a job. And they say that the price of everything is going to come down so much that you won't need as much money to live. I, I think more likely, at least in my opinion, uh, than the 100% unemployment rate is that work just becomes a much smaller percentage of our life. I mean, this has already happened well, over the past 50 years here's, where we've gone to a point from uh, we've cut, depending on what country you're looking at, we've cut our working hours per year from between about 10 to 25%. Mm-hmm. And that has happened like we used to work 50 hours a week and now we're working 40 hours a week. 
um, whatever that is. And I think that I think we chip away at that for a very long time to where, you know, it's something that you do, but it's not it's not something that is the only thing you do. Right. Again, that won't happen with the unskilled worker. That won't happen with the 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 truck driver. Uh, It won't happen. I mean, you could slow it down like the unions did uh, in in past cases, Um, but it it, 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 you might do other things. You know, this is correct throughout history. Here's the other problem with it. Uh, If you look at it and you look at what's happening in France, remember, France went to a 30 hour work week. Now people are starting to say they're starting to rebel and going, I want to work more than 30 hours and you can't stop me from working. You can't close me down on a Sunday because, uh, you know, it's good for the economy. I want to work. And so there's this struggle. And what they're thinking is, is that there's going to be a struggle with those who have jobs and those who don't have jobs. Because even though you'll, if in this utopian view that they think is coming, which I, I highly suspect is probably wrong, um, they're saying that those people that don't have a job, you're supposed to be happy you don't have a job. You could go do whatever you want at any time. I know, but what I really want to do is work on something, and you have it. And so now there's this this class warfare of those who are working and not working, even though now we view this as something of, geez, I'll, t- I'll give up my job. <laughs> when you can't have a job, you will want a job. And so you will turn against those who have a job. This and is- there will always be someone to lead that. This is what happens when they redesign the matrix. <laughs> and they, when they said, you get all these people want to be happy, they said they wanted to get everything. And now they're still mad at each other. We had to redesign it. Um, and that's, <laughs> this is where the, the income comes in. The, the difference, if, if you think about work as something that you do, we all think about it this way now. We go to work to get the money we need to survive, right? We go to work. Now, we also might go to work and we also might really like our job, but that's certainly not everybody, right? A lot of people go to work because they need the finance, mm-hmm. financial income mm-hmm. to survive and get through the day, to mm-hmm. feed their families, to mm-hmm. buy insurance, all those things. If instead work was the thing you really thought you wanted to do and were passionate about, and maybe it wasn't about money, would that be an improvement? I mean, I think it would. The idea you're right here is if we got to that final po- point where it was 0% employment and how would money flow, people are tossing around things like the income Finland is currently... Um, uh, doing an experiment on it. You know, There's a couple actually, places that are, are doing it. Yeah, you know, Nixon did an experiment on it in this country. That hardcore right-winger Richard Nixon mm-hmm. uh, talked about the income and wanted the income, um, minimum income for doing nothing. We already have, obviously, a lot of programs that do this for in specific cases, uh, but that was an idea that, that he uh, tried to implement here in the United States. And the little bit that we have done destroys people's will. It just destroys it. I think that's true. I mean, you, I, I think most people, when they, if they had a chance to not work, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I think on Monday, oh, I can't wait till Saturday. I'm going to get so much done. I'm going to, I'm going to clean out the garage. I'm going to finally clean out my closet and get that in order. Uh, then I'm going to, I'll go and do something nice with my wife. We'll go, we'll go do something. And then, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll paint. You know what I end up doing? Sitting on the couch and watching TV. <laughs> That's what I do. No, it's okay. true. It does tend to happen occasionally. It does tend to happen. Well, I had a kind of a version of this actually happen to me recently, which was my wife and kids went up to visit my in-laws 
in Connecticut, which left uh, <laughs> Stu all alone hmm. uh, at his home hmm. for an entire uh, close to a week. Wow. Now, I will say, was there were there more movies seen in that period than the average six-month period. No, let me ask you it this way. <laughs> yes. Were there whole seasons of shows? <laughs> I, that were... <laughs> now, I don't know. Maybe this is because it had been a long time since I've been in this situation, but I knocked off more off that to-do list in that <laughs> week than I had in the last year and a half. <laughs> right. And that to-do list was all revolving around Amazon and Netflix. <laughs> Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.